Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. Tomorrow morning, about 30 to 36 degrees. You can expect mainly clear skies and sunshine for your Saturday afternoon. Temperatures tomorrow will top out between 45 and 50 degrees. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Ronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. Springfield at 45, Farragut Square 41, Laurel 39 degrees. Some of us could be down to freezing or the middle and lower 30s at least overnight. It's 1159. You're listening to WTOP. Washington's news, traffic, and weather station. WTOP News. Facts matter. Good evening. I'm Dimitri Sotis. Coming up, the United States launches retaliatory strikes in the Middle East in response to a recent drone strike that killed three U.S. service members last weekend. Turmoil over Montgomery County school operations ends with the superintendent's resignation. I'm Kate Ryan. Two men are sentenced tonight for a murder about 10 years ago. They faced major delays because of trouble with the D.C. crime lab. Police are cracking down on porch pirates in one part of our region. I'm Matt Koufax. Arrested or evicted, they faced challenges in finding a place to live. I'm Scott Gelman. A good fight for a little while, but the Wizards go down to the Miami Heat 110 to 102. It's 12 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Progressive Insurance. I'm Christopher Cruz. The U.S. today unleashed airstrikes on Iranian-backed targets in Iraq and Syria in retaliation for a drone strike last weekend that killed three American soldiers in Jordan. CBS's Willie James Inman has details. Pentagon officials say two B-1 bombers were among the aircraft used to hit more than 85 targets. They included command and control centers, weapons depots, and drone storage facilities, all linked to Iran's Revolutionary Guard and affiliated militia groups. Sources tell CBS News National Security Correspondent David Martin there is more to come. Officials here say there will be at least one more day of strikes in Iraq and Syria and there will also be another round of joint U.S. and British strikes against Houthi targets in Yemen. CBS News military consultant Jeff McCausland says the attackers clearly overplayed their hand. I think they realized they may have pushed us over the edge because in the last few days, they have come out publicly and said, oh, we're not going to conduct any more attacks. We don't want to embarrass the Iraqi government. And the Iranians themselves have repeatedly said over and over and over that we had nothing to do with it. So I think very quickly they realized that they may have pushed this too far. The Newton Teachers Association and the Newton School Committee's bargaining teams agreed to a contract. <laughs> A 15-day-long teacher strike has ended in Newton, Massachusetts. The strike was one of the longest in the state's history. Classes will likely resume on Monday. Seven days of often emotional testimony have ended, and attorneys have made their closing arguments in the involuntary manslaughter trial of a school shooter's mother, Jennifer Crumley, in Michigan. The jury is expected to begin deliberations Monday after they get instructions from the judge. South Carolina will hold a Democratic presidential primary on Saturday. South Carolina Democratic voters propelled then-candidate Joe Biden to his party's presidential nomination four years ago after he did miserably in Iowa and New Hampshire. Democratic State Representative Marvin Pendarvis. They all talk about how South Carolina had helped deliver Biden to the White House in 2020, how we'll do it again in 2024. One big question, how many Democrats will cross over and vote in the South Carolina GOP primary in three weeks as anti-former President Donald Trump voters? Jim Crisula, CBS. 
Stokes. A Coast Guard officer inspecting shipping containers at the Port of Houston this week heard barking coming from one of the 10,000 containers. He found a sweet dog who'd been trapped inside for at least eight days without food or water. She's been named Connie. She's now in the care of vets who are trying to get her healthy and ready for adoption. This is CBS News. Sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Protect your home and auto. Save when you bundle. Get a quote at Progressive.com. That's Progressive.com. WTOP at 1203. Good Saturday morning. It's the weekend, everybody. We finally made it. First weekend of February. It is the third. Mainly clear, chilly overnight early morning. Veronica says the low should be in the low 30s. We're at 45 right now. Good morning to you. I'm Dean Blaine. thank you for taking us along for your midnight hour Saturday morning ride. They'd asked her to step down nearly two weeks ago. Now this morning, Montgomery County Superintendent says she's leaving after reaching an apparent agreement with the Board of Education. Now, former Montgomery County School Superintendent Monifa McKnight said in a statement that she felt there had been a distraction for months and that she and the Board of Education arrived at an agreement that she should step down. McKnight and the school board have been under scrutiny over how the school system handles allegations of employee misconduct. Montgomery County Councilmember Will Jawanda, who chairs one of two committees that will hold a hearing on school operations next week, said this about McKnight's tenure. Dr. McKnight was superintendent at a time was really difficult. I don't think there's any other time in education that it's been this hard with everything that happened. From the pandemic to learning loss to the controversy over a former principal and allegations that the school system did not act on complaints of sexual harassment and bullying. Kate Ryan, WTOP News. WTOP at 12.04 Saturday. It was the case that led to D.C.'s crime lab losing its accreditation. Two men have been sentenced now for a murder that happened right outside St. Luke's Catholic Church back in 2015. 34-year-old Joseph Brown and 30-year-old Rondell McLeod both admitted they fired 28 rounds at 21-year-old Amari Jenkins outside of the Northeast D.C. Church. Brown was sentenced to 25 years, while McLeod was sentenced to 10, in addition to the 11-year sentence he's serving for federal robbery charges. Brown and McLeod's trials were initially put on hold because their cases actually exposed serious forensic errors at the time with the D.C. Crime Lab. The Crime Lab regained its accreditation in December of last year after being barred from analyzing evidence for three years total. Now to an update we turned this Saturday morning on a deadly shooting that happened early Friday morning locally in Prince William County. Police say a North Carolina woman was sitting in her car with her dog when she was shot and killed near an apartment building in the area of Brickwood Drive and Bronson Court in Dale City. Police have identified the victim this morning as 23-year-old Egypt Zipporah Carter. Officers also found a small mixed-breed dog in the car that was left behind unharmed. Police continue this Saturday morning to investigate what led up to this shooting incident, asking anyone with info to contact them as soon as possible. WTOP at 12.05. Would-be porch thieves in D.C. might think twice next time anyway a package arrives thanks to a new local metropolitan police initiative on the issue commander sylvan altieri with mpd's fifth district says the new plan to fight porch package pilfering revolves around strategically planted air tags which mpd will track when a package is stolen people want to be able to have things delivered to their home they want you know they want to they want to feel safe from doing that he says they've already made one successful arrest in a test of the new technique when they set out two boxes in the 1500 block of Gale Street. If they start getting arrested for it, they're going to have to think to themselves, like, is today the day 
I'm going to take this package and MPD is monitoring this. He says the goal is to significantly reduce porch package theft and they're looking for 5th District volunteers to reach out to their department to help. The community is a very important aspect to this. If we you know, have places to put the packages, obviously that helps. In the district, Matt Koufax, WTOP News. You can volunteer to help out and catch porch thieves by emailing D.C. Police. They have the info for you. 12.07 on WTOP Saturday morning. The people running two D.C. apartment complexes are now accused this weekend of discriminating against people who were trying to rent there. A lawsuit filed by the Equal Rights Center in D.C. Superior Court shows people who had previously been arrested or evicted were not considered for new rentals. It's really these kinds of practices that perpetuate housing segregation in D.C. Air Communities owns and manages the two D.C. apartment complexes in Logan Circle and McLean Gardens. Joanna Wasik with the Washington Lawyers Committee for Civil Rights says they discriminated against potential residents. D.C. law prevents companies from not renting to someone because of salary or credit score. But here the companies require applicants, including people who have housing vouchers, to have a minimum income and a credit score. Eviction records in D.C. are sealed after three years as part of a new law, but... The complaint alleges that these property management companies say that they won't take any tenants with an eviction record at all. Scott Gelman, WTOP News. WTOP has reached out this week to the air communities for comment. Thus far, we've not heard back. Coming up, stick around after traffic and weather and your money news on WTLP. We've got the latest for you on the southern border and where we stand this weekend. Working on a nightmare. You're with WTLP and Dean Lane. It's Saturday, February 3rd. The weekend's here, everybody. We finally made it. Welcome in. Thanks for starting it with us at WTLP at 1208. Michael and Sons heating tune-up for only $59. Michael and Son. Traffic and weather on the 8s, and when it breaks, and a blast from the past. Robert Workman's in the WTOP Traffic Center this morning. Welcome, Indeed, sir. Indeed, we have a fire department uh, activity in Northeast, closing Sheriff Road in both directions between 50th Place and 50th Street. It's a little bit west of Division Street. Local detours in effect through there. You should be okay coming uh, down into Northeast on DC 295 off the Baltimore-Washington Parkway and Route 50, John Hanson Highway, New York Avenue. Uh, moving smoothly through the traffic lights, you do have the long-term work zone at Florida Avenue Northeast, taking away your right lane. On the uh, right across the Southeast-Southwest Freeway, 695 looks good in in both directions. No issues on the Beltway down towards the Woodrow-Wilson Bridge or traveling the Outer Loop up past Joint Base Andrews or the Inner Loop over through Alexandria towards the Springfield Interchange. I-95 light to moderate volume both ways between the Occoquan River and the Capitol Beltway. No issues on the Inner Loop of the Beltway up towards Tyson's Corner. Apart from the long-term work zone as you head past the Dulles Toll Road, that's going to take away your right lane, but just a brief delay as uh, you go through that bottleneck there. Go electric the Fitzway. Looking for an electric car? Try the new Subaru Solterra, Hyundai Ioniq, or Toyota BC4X. State and federal incentives available. Go electric at Fitzmall.com. I'm Robert Workman, WTOP Traffic. A cold start for your Saturday morning with temperatures running between 30 and 36 degrees. But it's going to be a fabulous Saturday, super Saturday, in fact. Sunshine with an afternoon temperature between 45 and 50 degrees. And a little warmer even on Sunday with temperatures running in the lower 50s. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Ronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. Right now, we're looking at 45 degrees in our nation's capital. Brought to you this midnight hour, Saturday morning, February 3rd on WTLP by Long Fence. Save 25% on Long Fence, decks, pavers, and fences. Six months, no payments, no interest financing. Terms and conditions do apply. Check them out. Go to longfence.com. WTLP, Saturday morning at 1210. 
where we bring you money news each half hour at 10 and 40 past. Jeff Claybaugh, our first midnight hit to wrap up your business week. The economy gained in more than expected 353,000 jobs in January. The Labor Department revised December job growth higher. The University of Michigan's Consumer Sentiment Index shows confidence at the highest in two and a half years. Local smoothie chain South Block plans to grow from 14 locations here to 50 up and down the East Coast. The Dow and the S&P 500 closed at records again Friday. The Nasdaq rallied 267 points. Jeff Claybaugh, WTOP News. How many times will you risk that dangerous climb in and out of the bathtub this new year? It's a smart resolution to convert that unsafe, ugly old bathtub to a gorgeous new shower. The shower system from PJ Fitzpatrick features a low, low entry that means no more tub hopping for 2024. A PJ Fitzpatrick shower is luxurious, affordable, and it all installs in just one day. Plus, PJ Fitzpatrick will include a free designer safety package this month. Visit TrustPJ.com for your free design consultation. WTOP. The nation's gun show at the Dulles Expo in Chantilly, Virginia, this weekend. 1,300 tables, over two miles of guns, knives, accessories, and more. Shop dozens of expert dealers to get your best deals at low gun show prices. Concealed carry classes. The nation's gun show at Dulles Expo. New hours, opening at 1 p.m. Friday until 8. Saturday 9 to 5, Sunday 10 to 5. Advanced tickets, coupons, and more info at thenationsgunshow.com. It's Saturday morning. Welcome in. Glad you're starting your weekend with us. We finally made it February 3rd, 2024. If you're just joining us, glad you're with us. Mainly clear this overnight early morning chilly by daybreak. According to Veronica, we should be down to 30 to 36 for the low. We're at 45 in our nation's capital right now. Good morning. I'm Dean Lane. Glad you're with us. It's 1212 on WTOP. Welcome in. This is WTOP News. If anything, will be done by Congress to change the situation along the southern border. Senate negotiators have reached an apparent deal on a proposal to overhaul the asylum system. It clears the way, we're told, for Democratic and Republican Senate leaders to begin the difficult job of convincing Congress here to pass a national security package that will include tens of billions for Ukraine and immigration enforcement, as well as funding for Israel and other American allies. Connecticut Democratic Senator Chris Murphy one of the negotiators posted on social media that a deal had been reached, apparently, and the text of the bill would re- be released over this weekend. We're on the verge of seeing an actual bill. CBS News congressional correspondent Scott McFarland this morning with his take on what he knows so far. This has been anticipated for a while. They've been negotiating this for more than a month, and so many senators are waiting to announce their positions till they see the text. And we could see the text this weekend. By the way, Dimitri, just what thousands of local congressional staffers want, a multi-hundred-page bill with huge implications released over their weekend. Um, but that notwithstanding, the Senate Majority Leader thinks they can get this to a vote, an initial vote, as early as Wednesday in the U.S. Senate. But this is a bigger problem than releasing text and scheduling votes. There's no indication right now this has a critical mass of Republicans who will back it in the Senate or any Republicans who'd be willing to champion this in the U.S. House. It's a long way to go even once they release it. Yeah, and we know the many comments like dead on arrival or something like that or bad bill. That's something that former President Trump says a lot. But are there Republicans that may want to think twice about this? They've wanted change at the border for so long. Here's their opportunity. And really, with, without a lot in there for Democrats, actually. 
We're about to find out. Here's the pro and the con on this in terms of timing. Um, Senate Major- Minority Leader Mitch McConnell says the timing's actually perfect to cut a thorny issue like immigration into a compromise because there's elections coming up, positions, powers could change, both sides are at the table. If things change in November, maybe one side walks away from the table. That's the argument in favor of doing the deal. The argument against it is the timing is actually tricky (laughs) also because there's primaries coming up. I don't mean presidential primaries. I mean congressional primaries. We're weeks away from some Republicans trying to hold off Republican challengers. And one way to do that is not to get outflanked by a Trumpier or further right Republican. So if Donald Trump says he doesn't like the bill, Republicans in the U.S. House may be inclined to go along with him block any efforts to put that on the floor. It's a real treacherous path ahead, but there is a path, which is more than we could say in a long time on immigration. Indeed. Well, Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas is arguing that Republican politicians' claims that the southern border is open uh, are inaccurate and harmful. He says they may even encourage more migrants to try to reach the U.S. He just gave an extensive interview to the New York Times. Let's not forget, though, there have been efforts and votes uh, to impeach Mayorkas. They started the process in the U.S. House to do so earlier this week when a House committee voted out two articles of impeachment against Mayorkas, claiming he's breached the public trust and has failed to enforce immigration law. Democrats have been unambiguous, Dimitri. They say all of this is a political ploy. They say it's nonsense. But this will likely go to the full U.S. House for an impeachment vote. It could happen as early as next week. And that would be... A rare thing. Only one cabinet secretary in U.S. history has ever been impeached, and that was for bribery in the 1800s. That said, there's a very narrow margin for error right now in the U.S. House. They can lose only two or three votes, and that's if everybody shows up. That's always a big if, you know, during flu and cold season. And one Republican from Colorado has already said he's not on board with this, that it's a step too far. CBS News congressional correspondent Scott McFarlane on WTOP talking with our Dimitri Sagan. Quick look at the top stories we're following this morning on WTOP Saturday. Montgomery County Public Schools locally parting ways this weekend with Superintendent Monifa McKnight. U.S. military launching an air assault on dozens of sites in Iraq and Syria in retaliation for the drone strike that killed three U.S. troops in Jordan last weekend. The entertainment world is mourning actor Carl Weathers this weekend. Who played Apollo Creed in the Rocky movies and many other memorable roles. Weathers has died at 76. More in just minutes. You are listening to 103.5 FM and WTLP.com. Want to know what's on the road ahead of you? Check with WTOP for traffic updates every 10 minutes on the 8s. They're a must for every driver. Okay, you've got your seatbelt on, you've got your car started. What's next? Check my mirrors. Uh. Check the traffic report on WTOP. Now you got it. WTOP traffic updates anytime you're on the road. WTOP News. Facts matter. You're with WTOP and Dean Lane. Hi, I'm Rich McKenzie, owner of Metropolitan Bath and Tile. Bathroom remodeling has been my life for the past 38 years. All of us at Metropolitan have a passion for remodeling bathrooms. We live and breathe this stuff. We love what we do, and it reflects in every bathroom we've remodeled. Visit one of our four beautiful showrooms located in Annandale, Rockville, Bowie, or Towson. Call us at 1-800-NEW-BATH. Or visit us at MetroBath.com. Bathroom remodeling. It's what we do. It's all we do. Coming right up on WTLP in the midnight hour, Saturday morning, February 3rd, after traffic and weather this morning. An indictment is unsealed against two men accused of firebombing multiple stores last year. I'm John Doman. It's 1218. 
traffic and weather on the 8s and when it breaks. Good morning to Robert Workman at the WTOP Traffic Center. Looking good on 270 between Frederick and Montgomery Village and continuing right on down towards the Capitol Beltway. No issues along 495 headed west from College Park through Silver Spring and Bethesda and down towards the American Legion Bridge. Virginia Beltway moves well through Tyson's Corner down the outer loop past I-66 and over towards the Springfield Interchange. Interloop, you have the long-term bottleneck going through uh, the Dulles Toll Road Interchange. Uh, you go to from four lanes down to three and then you're back up to four again as you head through McLean. In from the west along I-66, AOK from Manassas in towards Centerville and Vienna. No issues reported on Route 7 or the Dulles Toll Road leaving the Beltway on the way out towards Ashburn. Going down I-95, your lanes are open from Springfield as you head for the Occoquan River. Had road work scheduled on the northbound side of 95 near the Prince William Parkway along the left side, but not much volume through there and continuing up across the Occoquan River. 395, clean and green inside the Beltway towards the Pentagon and the 14th Street Bridge. Wilson Bridge looks good in both directions between Oxon Hill and Alexandria. No issues reported off of the Beltway. Headed south on 210. Route 5 Branch Avenue or Route 4 Pennsylvania Avenue as you head through southern Prince George's County. I'm Robert Workman, WTOP Traffic. Our weekend is looking pretty nice. Temperature starting this morning in the 30s, but let's keep in mind it is the midpoint of winter here this weekend. We'll have temperatures rising from the 30s to just shy of 50 degrees. And on Sunday, once again, a cold start, but with high temperatures in the lower to mid 50s throughout the area. So beautiful weekend coming our way. A dry stretch of weather for next week with the next weather maker bringing us rain Friday of next week. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. 40 degrees to Pun Circle, 39 Germantown, 41 Annandale, midnight hour Saturday morning, February 3rd, first weekend of February. We're at 45 degrees and holding in our nation's capital at 1220. Good morning. Are you excited about being a new grandmother? Of course I am. A little intimidated, too. Why? Taking care of a baby today is so different than when I had you. But, Mom, you did great with me. Thanks, son. But I put you on your stomach to sleep. Right. But now we know that babies should always be placed on their backs to sleep for naps and at night to reduce the risk of sudden infant death syndrome or SIDS. Hmm. You also slept with blankets and toys in your crib. True. But now we know to keep everything out of the crib except for my sweet baby girl. No blankets, pillows, or other soft or loose items. Daddy's going to teach Nana all the ways to keep you safe while you sleep. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. For more tips on safe sleep for babies, visit safetysleep.nichd.nih.gov. That's safetysleep.nichd.nih.gov. Sponsored by the Eunice Kennedy Shriver National Institute of Child Health and Human Development. It's Saturday, February 3rd. Welcome in to WTOP. Glad you're starting your weekend with us at 1221. This is WTOP News. This morning, the two men are facing charges apparently after being accused of stealing pride flags from an Arlington home continuously. Arlington County Police say that between September and January, they got five online reports about robberies to a house on South Courthouse Road. Each time, a man was seen stealing a pride flag from outside the house in the early morning hours. Now, police arrested 20-year-old Matthew Hershaw of Fort Myer, Virginia, and 23-year-old Joseph DeGregoro of Bay Shore, New York. Both men facing charges of petty larceny. Henshaw is out on bond, while DeGregorio has been released on a summons for now. An update we turn to now on the fire bombings last summer of four businesses locally in our region. WTOP's John Doman Saturday morning 
has looked over court documents in the case that charged two men in the crime. The indictment says 23-year-old Khalil Rollins set off the Molotov cocktails while 33-year-old Garrett Bragg drove the getaway car. They were detonated at banks in District Heights in D.C.'s Brentwood neighborhood, as well as a Nike store on 8th Street in Northeast and a Safeway in Benning in the early morning hours of July 2nd. The last three incidents occurred just 14 minutes apart from each other. Rollins was arrested last fall, but when Bragg was taken into custody last September, he broke his leg trying to run and somehow was released from the hospital without being detained. In December, he was eventually found in the attic of a home in Temple Hills and was finally returned to D.C. this week. John Dome in WTOP News. The Supreme Court is letting West Point's continue to take race into account in admissions while a lawsuit over the university's policies plays out in the court system. Friday's ruling in the case comes as the New York-based Military Academy starts making decisions on whom to send acceptance letters to for the class of 2028. West Point has been left out of the Supreme Court's June decision that ended affirmative action for almost every college in the U.S. In that ruling, the court's conservative majority here said race-conscious admissions plans violate the U.S. Constitution, but made clear its decision did not apply to America's military service academies. A Maine family has given up on a proposal to honor veterans with the world's tallest flagpole. Their lawyer says the Worcester family won't pursue the flagpole project in the town of Columbia Falls in rural down east Maine. At 1,461 feet, the flagpole would have been taller than the Empire State Building, the flag bigger than a football field. It was at the center of a billion-dollar development proposal that included museums and restaurants. But the measure divided the town's 485 residents. One said the giant flagpole would have been like putting the Eiffel Tower in the main wilderness. I'm Norman Hall. You are listening to 103.5 FM at WTOP.com. You check your phone, what, 50 times a day? Because there's always something new. It's the same with breaking news. Stay up to date. Check back with us two, three, four times a day. WTOP News. Facts matter. At this very moment, Doctors Without Borders is on the ground in communities around the world, delivering life-saving medical care where it's needed most. Our teams are bandaging war-wounded patients caught in the crossfire in Sudan. Providing clean drinking water in Haiti and performing emergency C-sections in Yemen. Doctors Without Borders teams are in over 70 countries worldwide, bringing patients from sick to recovering, from emergency to aid, from crisis to care. This life-saving work is made possible by our movement of supporters. People like you, who help our patients even when they're half a world away. At Doctors Without Borders, we won't stop working to bring our patients and their communities from crisis to care. WTOP at 1225. Sports at 25 and 55. Our first midnight hit with Rob, Saturday morning. Fitting for Groundhog Day, the Wizards had a second consecutive bad third quarter in a home loss. They fell 110-102 to the Miami Heat, despite leading by as many as 11 in the first half. Two days after the Clippers outscored the Wiz by 21 in the third period, the Heat went on a 31-15 rollout of halftime. Interim coach Brian Keefe. We came out and had a great first half.